Oh, g'day there and welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on News Dog ZB and a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And this morning, uh, the cost of living. Can we blame the government? Uh, we, we did, hey, we're still under the red light. Remember that? When's that going away? And uh, what kind of aid should we be sending to Ukraine? What kind of aid are we sending to Ukraine? But before any of that, oh yes, the uh, supermarket price thing. Uh, no, no, nothing's going to change in a hurry, is it? It's one of the more extraordinary things that may happen today when the Commerce Commission announces what it decides should be done with the supermarket business is to recommend that the acquisition of the Woolworths by Progressive deal should be unwound. And what would be extraordinary about that would be the fact that the same people announcing it should be unwound are the same people who gave it the go-ahead in 2002. If we have a shortage of supermarket choice, could it be argued that three players becoming two came about solely because the Commerce Commission thought it would be fine. And if the Commerce Commission thought it was fine then, what makes the Commerce Commission so right this time round? Another bit of thinking around this mad escapade of interference that seem to be so enamoured with these days is the idea that some supermarkets could be sold, not at market price, but at a price it would cost to build and kit out. So the market no longer decides what your asset is worth, an accountant does. Imagine if they did that to your house. This is all so that a third player can enter the market. Now, when we say third player, there are already third players. Of course, there are plenty of people who sell fruit and vegetables and bits and pieces. It's just the Commission has decided the profits are too high. Therefore, someone needs to pay the price, and a substantially sized third player would sort that out. Or not. Who knows? We could be back here in 20 years unwinding whatever it is they announced today. You might also want to ask the Commission, how's that petrol industry review going, eh? Putting those 98 price signs out, that sure fixed things, hasn't it? Chris Farfoy said we could save in excess of 30 cents a litre by now. You feel like you're saving 30 cents a litre, do you? Let me ask you this. Say they make people divest. Say they smash the industry apart today and a third player enters, but in five years that third player sells out or wants to sell out or falls over. Did that fail because the market wasn't broken up enough or because the third player wasn't actually that good? What if no one wants to shop in this new remarkable third player? They said the same with banks and Kiwi Bank. Now, Kiwi Bank hasn't fallen over, obviously, but it's hardly toppled the big four. See, theory versus reality. If you start with a poor premise i.e., do you pay too much for groceries, or are we being fleeced at the pump, or do you think the profits are too high, then gerrymandering a rejig may well make no difference whatsoever. The Commerce Commission looked dangerous. They looked like control freaks, and with a track record from 2002, and the petrol industry that doesn't exactly fill you with confidence around the results. Um, as Mike rightly points out, though, uh, if somebody asked me, would I like my supermarket shopping to be cheaper, I would answer, yes, please. Especially the cheese. Can we get the cheese down? Uh, I know that the, the, the dairy price seems to keep going up and up and up, but can the supermarket price of cheese come down, please? That'd be great if we can get on to that. Uh, who, could, who could sort that for me? Could the Prime Minister sort that for me? So this is what the Prime Minister was saying yesterday on the television. Since we came into government, um, we know that, for instance, their incomes have been lifting more than that cost of living. See, now this is what she does, and she wasn't picked up on this, and this is, this is once again a, a, a failing of the media, because they don't come into an interview with the facts, and this is why she doesn't appear on the program anymore, because this program has the facts, and she would have been challenged on that, because technically you can argue she's right, but it's like saying, well, since I've been alive, you know, the cost of living, it's, it's pointless. What happened four years ago is completely and utterly irrelevant. If you go back to example, for example, the June 18 quarter in this country, 
Uh, wages went up 1.9%, uh, 1.5%, uh, 1.9% as you were, 1.9%, but inflation was one5 So yes, she is technically right. In the June quarter of 2018, wages were outstripping inflation. But that's irrelevant. That's gone. It's been and gone. It's done. It's dusted. It's over. What we're talking about is the here and now. In the here and now, are we going backwards? Is inflation outstripping wages? And the answer is indisputably yes. And she knows it. And she should have been held to account on that. So if you go to the second part of last year, for example, in the September 21 quarter, uh, wages went up 2.4%, but inflation was 49 You're going backwards at a rate of knots. In the last quarter, which are the current figures that we've got, and this is the famous figure, 5.9, inflation came in at 5.9, wages went up 26 Inflation's outstripping wage increases by twice, more than twice, and she knows it. And yet she plays this dumb game of, oh, well, since I've been around and since, you know, we can go back to March of 18 or December of 17 or June of 19, all irrelevant, right here, right now, are we going backwards? Is inflation outstripping wages? Yes, 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 and yes. And when we get the first quarter of this year, i.e. January, February and March, I guarantee you the figure will be even worse. And she, at some point, instead of obfuscating, if not straight up and down lying, has got to actually own a bit of this because she's running the country. So, uh, yeah, Mike really getting stuck into the PM there. Um, and uh, that meant that he had time later on in the morning to really get stuck into the PM. Yeah, let's go back to Adun and her, her well, here's her, here's her claim. Since we came into government, um, we know that, for instance, their incomes have been lifting more than that cost of living. We know, do we? Well, I gave you the examples of the most recent time, the September quarter of last year, where um, inflation was 4.9 and wages were up 2.4, so not true. I gave you the last quarter of last year, the most current numbers, where the CPI is at 5.9 and the wages at 2.6, so we're going backwards at a rate of knots. But if you, in fact, then go and add up since her time in office and average it all out, the average increase for each quarter of the time they've been in office for the CPI, i.e. inflation, is 2.17%. 2.17%. The average increase in the LCI, the Labour Cost Index, is 2.06%. So what she's saying is simply not true. She's making it up. Or she's lying, one or the other. Oh, well, that's a relief. Um, I'm glad that uh, the stuff that she says isn't true because uh, she was talking about keeping us under a traffic light system uh, all through winter. So it'd be good if that's not true. Mike, when do we get out of red? Triple jab, done. What do they want? Well, the answer is, well, you are triple jabbed. I'm triple jabbed. Most of us are triple jabbed. Uh, And the answer is we don't have an answer because they don't have a plan. And if you believe the Prime Minister, we're going to be in red right through the flu season, which is winter, which will take us through until September. With all the crippled businesses and the tourism and the hospital that's not working at the moment, there's no plan, there's no idea. And not enough of the media are asking this question. When do we get out of red? What else can we do? What else can we do? When does it peak? Has it peaked? We don't know whether it's peaked or not. Who's going to tell us when it's peaked? And then when it has peaked, are we moving at that point, are we, or are we waiting then for the flu? How long does this go on for? There's a couple of interesting questions for you. I I mean, there is nothing more frustrating, is there, than sitting at a red light that just doesn't change? And there there does come a point where you think, ah, bugger it, I'm just going to go. And that's your problem with a red light system, isn't it? Um, I'm pretty sure the the uh, analogy just accurately follows all the way through there. Nice work. Uh, we're going to finish up here uh, talking about the kind of aid Mike wants us to send to Ukraine. 
Two million dollars isn't enough. Not even war seems to hurry this government along, eh? Why act last week when you can wait until yesterday's previously scheduled cabinet meeting? After all, we did give two million to the Ukrainian refugees. That should be okay for now, shouldn't it? <laughs> the Australian government's contribution to sanctions and aid, as we pointed out a moment ago with Robert, topped 100 million, 70 million of which was at the lethal end of the spectrum, and they, like most of the rest of the world, are supplying weaponry. And it's the only thing you can do without entering the war yourself. And that 70 million worth of weaponry started arriving yesterday in Ukraine, the same day our government was sitting down for a good old chinwag about what to do. More than that earth-shattering two million we managed to find a checkbook for last week. We want to do more, opined our ever-earnest Prime Minister. Uh, The war as of yesterday was into uh, day 12. For a person wanting to do more, and a war window clearly getting tighter by the day as the Ukrainian resistance shows remarkable resilience but never had the firepower of the Russian military, she didn't really speak and certainly didn't act with any sense of urgency, did she? Part of the problem, military aid aside, is our inability to issue sanctions outside the UN. This position is clearly absurd, unless you're beholden and and enamoured with the United Nations, which, of course, our dear leader clearly is. Because the United Nations in security matters is basically useless, us being tied to them for action is pointless. The Security Council veto makes sure that nothing in this war is going to get done because Russia is one of the permanent members. National put up legislation to amend that. Labour didn't like it, so did what Labour does best. Nothing. Until yesterday. Now sanctions, even if we could enact them, would be limited. We could seize a yacht if there was one. We could freeze some funds if we found some. But we all know that this is a tiny country at the bottom of the world. Sanctions are for heavyweights with big banks and lots of Russian presence. So it's symbolic. Not that that should stop us, of course. We must be on the right side of this. And so far we aren't. But the procrastination, even for this lot, is astonishing. I mean, two million and day 12 for a chat. Are you serious? Australia gets weapons on the ground, and we talk a bit more. Too often wars of little interest, but this one is completely different. It's galvanised the entire planet in a way we have not seen in our lifetime. And the good old dumpty-doo New Zealand government might have finally woken up to its seriousness and our abject failure to this point to actually look like we care and want to do something tangible about it. um, I'm kind of nervous about this term lethal aid that seems to have appeared over the last few days. Like, I get that there there was non-lethal aid. You know, people like us have been sending non-lethal aid. Money, food, blankets, etc. Although, you know, with the sharp piece of fruit, you could do some damage. Um, But yeah, I'm uncomfortable about this term lethal aid. I I haven't heard of it before. And, and, you know, Australia sent a big box of lethal aid to, to Ukraine. It arrived yesterday. Um, it just seems like a, a kind of a, an oxymoron, lethal aid. I'm uncomfortable. No, I'll, I'll leave it there. I'm, I'll, leave, I'll leave myself feeling uncomfortable. Hopefully I'll find some comfort between now and tomorrow, and I'll see you there.